uh, Kevin, I just wanted to let you know, mm. off the ground, run, like just starting off the bat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think this is going to be a good podcast <laughs> here. <laughs> well, um, that's you never know. I I I've got this feeling, and <laughs> a part of the a part of a big part of it is that I've. I've gotten absolutely... I, I've gotten what I can only describe as ludicrously addicted to Rayman M on PS2. It's actually all I've been doing for the past... Uh, <laughs> since since 2022 started. That's why no one's heard from me. I've been playing Rayman M. What even... I don't um, even recall. Is it a fighting? Is it the? Is no, it a Rayman fighting uh, game? The M... Well, well, the M stands it's, for... It's Rayman, it's Rayman 2, but it's M for mature. It's the adult it's version. It's actually really adult... No, it's just that I think it was on a Rayman, maybe the Rayman Free engine. They got two different Ubisoft studios to make two different Rayman multiplayer games. One's a race one where you're racing. That makes sense. And one's a, a fighting one where you're you're fighting. And I've gotten hopelessly addicted to Rayman M, and I can't wait for the next tournament. I've been looking up <laughs> where it might be, but I don't know. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> could be anywhere. <laughs> I've any, got any a, major city I've on got a, I've got a really bad feeling that no one is playing <laughs> Rayman M anymore, and I'm just sitting here with my thumb in my butt. Like, what am I supposed to do? I've been playing this game all this time. Who's your main character? Ah, uh, Rayman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play Rayman. I'm kind of a big Rayman <laughs> fan. I'm a Rayman. Man. Oh, I see. Outside of Europe, it was known as Rayman Arena. So that's yeah, why I didn't. I wasn't familiar. Uh, the arena is what took what what tipped you off. Otherwise, you'd be completely intimately familiar with Rayman M, <laughs> the game of which I've been addicted to for since January first, twenty twenty two. I uh, my my sort of regime right now is I spend twenty three hours out of the day playing Rayman M, and then I spend one hour doing sort of deep belly breathing <laughs> not to fall asleep. meditation <laughs> yeah and then and then i once the out once it's midnight clocks it's i'm up again playing rayman m well uh, mate you are you are lucky because let me tell you i got i got digitized into tron and then i got auctioned oh, off shit. as an nft into zuckerberg's collection and i was trapped in there his dark, vast library. Of yeah, secrets. his his metaverse dungeon. I only just escaped. It's like a it's like a goosebumps short story. It's like Zuckerberg filing through a photo book of, of <laughs> NFT people, and they're all like screaming and like trapped ah. in the photo. And then he closes the book. Thump! It's got <laughs> dust all over it. The book's called Facebook. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what oh, that was. A, that was the plan from the start. Credit start, Black Mirror season finale. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hello. Welcome to 2022. The year of twos. It's gonna be a, there's gonna be a, we got two friends here. One of them's <laughs> named Jace, that's me, hello. And I've got a second friend, his name's Kevin. Hello, it's me. Now, don't be alarmed that I'm, like, introducing us like we've just come at your doorstep and, <laughs> and we're Mormons. Could we please come in to tell you about a little a little friend you might have heard of? His name? It's, it's Pac-Man. He's a video game legend, because we're not about religion no. here. We're about video games. The only religion we, pr- we practice is... Uh, is uh, 
Okay, come on, Kevin. Give um, me something. Give me a game. Oh, give, me a game. Uh, give me a hot uh, new game. Spray, spray and pray. Um, yeah, we spray and pray. We never, yeah, you know. Uh, we uh, take we, a, we do, do headshots. Headshots, no scope, that kind of thing. Yeah, give us this day our daily uh, frag. Now, if you stop listening because of that bit, <laughs> you're dead to us. Get- you're, you're gone. You're, you're fucked. Get out of here. If you didn't stop listening... You're in the right place. You passed the test. Welcome to Sky Pirate Radio. The hottest club of video game masters out there. Uh, we, we're we're uh, a, a couple of young young bucks. Yeah, a couple, couple, of, of, young, couple of young studs <laughs> of the industry. A couple, couple of stud muffins out there producing video games, you know? Um... If, I guess this is the first one in the new year. We'll introduce, we'll introduce ourselves a bit. We made yeah. that Help Our Hornet game. We're yes. making that uh, that Wild River Outlaws. Mm-hmm. We're making that Getaway Grand Prix out imminently. Coming, coming as, it's coming. as, as soon as a shower. That one's pretty close. As close as it gets. Let's talk a little bit about Getaway. Um, I'd love to. We've got a musician ready. Um, oh my goodness. I want... I, there's not too much to go into it, but it's very exciting. Yeah, um, we'll get They're there. very good, and that you'll hear their music soon. Um, it's going to be in the game. You'll be able to listen to it and, and freak out. That's about true. How it'll blow. It it'll blow your mind. Um, yeah. And there's just a few levels left, and I added in some new cars and stuff. So that's good. It's nearly done. It's good. It, um, it, the game is about cars. And uh, me and Kevin, the last time uh, we worked on it together, we started fleshing out the Genzo's report stuff, uh, which is sort of uh, Genzo is the big bad cop in the game. And uh, he leaves, he's leaves. he got little uh, sheets of data on all the characters of the game, being a big investigator. Um, we wrote all of those, and I, and I found that uh, super helpful in terms of getting to know some of the characters that I feel like we didn't really flesh out at that point. Yeah. Um, Miss Moscow was a lot of fun to get to, and then to see her in the game, felt like it really clicked with her, uh, for me, um, and and a lot of those other side characters too. I feel like we had a lot of fun uh, writing those those little tidbits and and giving them giving the world a little bit more life. Yeah, it helped to talk about them for the characters as well. I still hadn't finished some of the sprites for uh, yeah. Miss Moscow and some of. The other characters, and then I got them done. So nearly all the character select art stuff is done, and that's another great milestone too. And soon you'll be zip mm-hmm. zopping around those around those city streets. That's right. Uh, so that's imminent. And if you do want to see other Sky Pirate content, of course we got a Patreon too. Just look up Sky Pirates on Patreon. We've also got it on our Twitter at Sky Pirate Radio. Um, you can check that out. Part. Chip, chip a dollar our way. Check out some some in development hot scoop fields. You get to won't see find it. them anywhere else. You get to do the bust the famous bust the <laughs> speedway backflip. I love a good backflip. Me too. I think a backflip is one of the things I wish I could do desperately. I can do one underwater, but nowhere else. Mm. Maybe you need to move more of your life underwater. That's right. I'll live like a sea monkey do. It's going to be good fun. Um, so what else is going on, Kevin? Um, Any more game development news or just news in general you want to you spit about? Or 
developments. Um, I fin- so well, I finished. I finished some uh, some pixel art contracts that I've been working on, and uh, I was able Ooh, to get a spicy. new phone, which is cool. And now I can. Uh, You're into Android world I am. now. I've I've turned to the dark side, um, but mostly Ooh. it is so that I can just uh, load the games on my phone and test them. Uh, quicker and without a huge amount of bother and in that yes, way it's it, been really it good. always seemed like the test flight stuff for ios was a bit of a, a, a burdensome process yeah they make um, you sign a lot of certificates and keep them up to date and then you know if you're in a position where you can't afford a new mac then you're in a, in a spot of trouble mm-hmm. the, the luxury but I Android, easy as pie, quick as whip, lickety split, get it on there, doesn't matter, nothing's get it on licensed. There, test it out, it's good to have legal. a uh, modern, a, a more up-to-date phone as well to be dealing with. Using? I had an iPhone, um, oh, what's it called? It was an SE, but the first one. So it's like the same, it's the same form factor as an iPhone 4. Oh my goodness. Um, so that might as well be a relic. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I think Indiana Jones actually swapped this out for a, for a bag of sand. Because No, he, he actually uh, traded the bag of sand for that because it was just so useless. Why <laughs> you need it? Yeah. Just change that with the little tiki idol. Yeah, before before that opening scene, he actually just, he actually swapped that, that phone to a villager for, a, for the bag of sand, which he later uses. Yeah, Harrison Ford back in back in the day actually re- personally requested that he use the iPhone SE in that scene because he hated it so much. <laughs> Harrison actually walked along the beach personally selecting the sand for the bag. It was really important to him. Yeah, yeah. he actually like intimidated Steven Spielberg <laughs> physically to to get it done. He often quite... he often did. <laughs> quite regularly. Um, oh. And it's got a yeah, so it's got the new kind of it's got a big screen and there's you know there's stuff in the games they're touchy they're touchy swipey games um, and you know sometimes your touches and swipeys are, are based on how big your resolution and stuff is so it's good to be able to test it and so I fixed up I fixed up some inputs in uh, Getaway and uh, Lamplet that were being weird. Uh, and it looks great on a nice, big, uh, colourful screen. Mm, wonderful. That is good news. You're fine. You're, you're hip now and wow now, Kevin. It's true. Everything's coming at me. I've got yeah. a, I've got a new, uh, jobby as well, but it's still, uh, still getting, st- still in the very early stages. In so the works. I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you more about that later, but that's, uh, that's a, a very exciting, a nice boon for me as well. Yeah. A toot toot coming our way, that good stuff. <laughs> chugga, chugga, chugga. A chugga, chugga, chugga. Uh, but... Uh, Let's talk about casually, some what's video going on, games. Kevin? You still roller skating? Oh yeah, I'm roller skating, baby. What have I, I need learned to, hear, to do? I need to hear about that stuff. Um, we that's started going to a new, a new uh, skate park. That's got a nice smooth. It's like got a nice smooth bowl. It gives you a nice kind of swinging motion when you're going back and forth. Um, I've mm. learned to drop in more. So when you're at the top of the thing, to be able to drop in on your skates. You go, it's hard because you've got to commit a lot, you know. When you're on a skateboard, if, 
you can kind of get off it. But when you're on skates, your skates are going to take you where you're going to go. So um, yeah, yeah. it's a bit scary. But I've been practicing. I'm getting good at dropping in. And then the next part will be uh, airing out or, uh, you know, being able to do a stall on the on the edge of the transition. That's pretty Ooh. exciting. A little bit of a uh, Michael Jackson kind of Buster Keaton move. <laughs> you're going to be leaning. No, yeah, I'm going to be yeah, leaning. Yeah. I'm going to be leaning Lean, for sure. Leaning all the way. You're going to have your hat on all crooked. <laughs> it's going to look great. Always love hearing that. I think that uh, with with keeping your balance, I'm not a roller skate fanatic, but I've done a little bit of ice skating, mm. which I feel like is a little bit similar. Um, and I feel like I, you need to take a few falls before you can even think about how balancing works. At least in my experience, I needed to get roughed up a bit or at least wear my, my elbow pads and all that kind of stuff and try not to land on my damn tailbone. Yeah, that's the for worst. sure. Um. It's all in good fun. I still remember that day that uh, we were being <laughs> silly at that roller rink, and and I I uh, <laughs> I, I need to post that video on yeah. Twitter as soon as I can. Just that short little bit where it looks like I landed directly on my head. <laughs> you get some of those. Towards me and woo woo woo! Okay. Bomp. Sound yeah, effects. It, it was when when Kevin asks if I'm okay. You know it's serious. It doesn't <laughs> happen a lot. It was a good time. Um. Yeah, what's what's been going on in the world of playing video games? What have you been jamming I've been out? playing I've been playing all kinds of video games. I um love to hear it. I so for the Buster Speedway platformer game, I'm I'm thinking about what should the levels be like? I've got a handful of ideas for your movement abilities. So you can dash uh, you know, left and right a bit in the air. Um, you can like kind of skid and then jump to do a backflip that gets you higher. Um, I'm hoping to make it so that you can have kind of a limited ability to run up walls, kind of like the cat power up in uh, these these new Mario's. Um, but what are the levels going to be like, and what are the kind of collectibles and stuff going to be like? Uh, and so I've been playing through lots of platformers and lots of Kirby's because I think maybe I mm. want it to be in a somewhat Kirby feeling. Um, there's lots of little, there's lots of little puzzle rooms and stuff, and you go through lots of doors. And I know I want them to go through doors, so that fits in as well. So um, in the case of the puzzle rooms. What do you see in terms of that? Would it be more of a being more of a, a kind of s uh, stealth kind of Sly Cooper thing? Uh, puzzles being exchanged as like, okay, there's guard dudes here that I don't want to see me ideally, or or that kind of thing. Mm. It's tricky. Um, there's going to be. A I, mix, I, think I think in in Kirby, the copyability is sol. Uh, I mean, uh, the puzzle rooms are solely based on like, what copyability do you need? Which I feel like ends ends up being a bit when it, when it gets to the stage of uh, oh you need abilities that are outside of this level you need to go somewhere else I think that's where it gets a bit annoying and just a bit of a backtrack kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, I guess it's I guess the it depends on the mechanics and stuff. Like, there's lots of yeah. lots of those side rooms from like Shovel Knight where you jump over the wall and there's like an extra challenge room. That's kind of they are they are just an 
nice bonus. I guess it doesn't have to be a puzzle. Just kind of a nice challenge, challenge for you to have much. a go at that's uh, kind of self-contained um, mm-hmm. is a nice thing, I think, along a level. Yeah. But yeah, we're also still feeling Kirby it out. levels are fairly... Um, I like that they get a bit maze-like as well. Like, there ends up being uh, multiple exits to a level that you can clear out, um, kind of go through different doors and end up in different little areas. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Sometimes you're outside. Sometimes you're in, like, a cave. <laughs> I like Kirby it. Kirby goes places, man. He goes. He's a busy... He's a busy puff. Um, so which what ones did I play? What are we looking at? Yeah. Um... So for those ones, I think I was I was finishing Planet Ro- Roboto. I don't know how do you say it? is it Ro- Robotot. Yeah, I believe it's Planet Robotosin. Yeah, is what it was the official um, name. So that's the I guess the latest 3DS one. Oh boy, I'm excited for the one. I'm excited for the new uh, the the Forgotten Land one, the new 3D one. That's exciting. That's coming out soon. It's out next month, isn't it? Yes, it is. I can't exciting. wait. It looks great. Um, it does look great. I thought that the robot one was okay. Um, I didn't like it as much as the other. I didn't like it as much as the other 3D Kirby one, uh, Kirby Triple Deluxe, because the in that one, I think the the robot every level being like a robot version of something. Just I got tired of it after a while. Mm. Um, cause I want Kirby to be in just like a cute kind of place or a normal or, or, or a very strange place, but not just that everything is a robot place. Um, and yeah. also in the first one, there's kind of, in the first one you have the like super inhale, which is uh, a lot of fun and you can inhale a lots of stuff. Um, and you can inhale like, do you get to inhale wispy woods and stuff at the end, which is is very fun and a, a nice treat for you to be able to do. Uh, and then in the robot one, it was more like, okay, well, what if you had super versions of the copy abilities? But it's just kind of, it's not that interesting because um, it's just like, oh, you, they're almost, they're all kind of just, oh, you just do a, like a big attack and you can hit guys. Um, just a big ultimate like area clear of enemies. Yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. Um, which just didn't excite me as much and it i guess it doesn't feel as much of like a cur like a core kirby thing as the inhale does um and i like the art better i feel like kirby is is one of those nintendo properties um or i guess how makes them um that they just kind of uh it's like, what are we going to do with Kirby? You know, like, they put their prototypes in Kirby. Stuff that they don't know what to do with. Like, oh, we've got this uh, kind of neat idea for a platform. We'll make it a Kirby game. <laughs> and <laughs> give it, like, a copy ability or something and and, and, and then throw that out there. Uh, it seems like they, they're more welcome to experiment with a franchise like Kirby than maybe they are with a Mario or a Zelda, which might be a bit more just... um. Uh, kind of a uh, what you'd expect of it, um, in in terms of its elements. So Kirby has its own, um, sort of set of language as well. It's got like the doors, as you said, the mm. puzzles, and uh, 
usually at the end of a level when you got to do a little mini game to, to get an extra life or something like that. They've got little fun things there. Yeah, that's something I'm trying to figure out for Buster as well. I do want some sort of, like, something that's like a flagpole or like a kind of a end, end sub-game like in Kirby, but I'm not sure what yeah. it could be yet. And he'll, I like the I like all the little the little foods that you eat uh, in Kirby, so I'll probably have those in the Buster game as well. Yeah, like a curry and stuff like that. Just like what? Just little? Yeah, just all the little just foods. Little foods. I just yeah. like the little foods. I, I think that food. I think that it's. I love smart. plastic toy food. It's my <laughs> well, it's favorite. it's just it's something interesting because there's a bunch of foods that are all little and they're different. And also, they did it in Smash, and also, they did it in Kid Icarus. It's like, what? He likes Sakurai a variety of little foods. Sakurai, at his home, has a collection of plastic toy food that is unrivaled. <laughs> yeah, it's something interesting. I think, it, I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea, because everyone eats food, you know? Everyone can relate to a food. <laughs> it's true. Everyone does eat. <laughs> um, right. I play. Mama is the best. Yeah, that's ever, definitely about food. Yeah, especially the one that was like mining bitcoins out of your <laughs> Switch or whatever it was. That's so wild. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, it's some, some buck wild stuff going on. And uh, are you going to play, uh, speaking of Kirby, uh, you going to go back and, and play that uh, Wii U Canvas Curse sequel that came out? Now that uh, Wii U games are going to start being in a. Higher demand. I don't like we'll Canvas Curse. We'll talk about that a bit later. Sorry. You don't? It's no. Right. I like it. It's not what I want. Kirby, your little ball. I, I, I'm into Canvas Curse. As another, like, here, you, hey, look, we did another experiment. I'm into it. I, don't, I haven't played the Wii U one. I've heard that is much rougher around the edges. Hmm. But uh, it's got, strange. like, a claymation thing going on. You like clay. Like clay, I do like clay. Oh. Maybe I, sh- I don't know. I just find I find that a rolling ball game like that. I just find them so slow, and they kind do. of not that interactive. I, I think yeah. In 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 terms of uh, keeping the difficulty light, I think they have made them increasingly slower. I, I'm sure that the Wii U one is is at a glacial pace. Hmm. Just because uh, you need it needs to give you time so you can draw on the, the damn tablet. Dr- I don't want time. I want to rush around. Zoom. I want to zoom. I want to go fast. I'm gonna be zooming. Uh, I'll do a quick uh, a quick little uh, uh, aside just because I I don't want everyone to talk too much about this game. I tried out Knight's Try last night. It's a little game on Steam that is like a, a low poly. It's got a real Mario 64 look. Hmm. Um, going for a kind of a uh, um, a massacre 3D platformer, um, and it's it's very neat. It's got a great look. Um, I always love a skybox of a of a 64 bit game, um, it, but the movement uh, feels so stiff, and it um, just in terms of you kind of feel like a more of a mouse cursor than you do a, a moving character like Mario. The way Mario moves in Mario 64, it makes me really uh, appreciate how how quick and nimble Mario is in that game. He's like a little pinball. He goes mm. around so fast, and 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 they accentuated that uh, that fact of him in Mario Odyssey. They just were like, well, let's 
go full force into that and just make them roll around like fucking monkey ball. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a fine game. I thought I'd just mention it. It's like, uh, movement is a hard thing to do in, in games. It's, it's hard to nail it down and, and make it feel really good. Um, while also feeling like making it feel quick and snappy without being too quick and kind of unforgiving on the player. Yeah, um, it's a tricky it's a tricky thing. There's lots of there's lots of detail uh, more than you would think in how things have to be to make the player feel like they have the uh the maximum uh control over what's going on. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's why um all our games are going to feel better than anything else you felt. <laughs> Better than Mario TM. That's uh Better that's than new slogan. Mario. Oh, you thought Mario was good? All those hour all those man hours they put into perfectly tuning the way Mario moved about. Put him in the toilet. We figured it out. <laughs> Easy. Give Easy. Mario a swirly. It's like how the lead singer-songwriter of Weezer just has, like, a book of, like, this is how you write pop songs. It's really easy. I just I just composed them out of bullshit. <laughs> it's what we do. We figured out the Mario formula. It's easy. You just get a little man with overalls. You make him jump around. It's that simple. One, two, three. I can't believe no one else has tried to do it. You know, companies like Rockstar making people think game development's so hard. You just get a little man, make him jump on screen. What's so hard? I do think I at, at the end of the day, uh, a video game is when a little guy jumps around on the screen. Yeah. I think probably um, Grand Theft Auto is kind of more of a movie at this point than it is a video game or an interactive theater experience. That's very true. Um, on the PS4, it's turned into a slideshow if you play GTA Online. <laughs> I tried to, to play that with a, a family member fairly recently. Um, and uh, they've added so much shit to GTA Online over the years that on the PS4 version, it is bursting at the seams. <laughs> like the, the fat guy from that Monty Python movie who mm. throws up everywhere. And it just runs at like m- maybe... 10 frames <laughs> at maximum what are, if you jump what is on the even, online what is even in that like a cars i see that i see there's always ads of money. them there's like promotions, releasing new cars yeah. there's like cool new heists you can do there's like hypothetically you can like make do heists with your friends but it always seemed like it was just a a massive stack of bullshit built <laughs> on top of a thing like a Frankenstein monster of a game, um, but yeah, I bet it's uh, you know I bet it's good on the PS Five. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that's that. Any what else is going on, Kevin? Start um, squeezing your. I played. Info. I played um, Kirby's Dream Land on the Game Boy, the very first one, and I, I like learned that one a lot. about. Some things about that. Um, Whoa, that makes it sound like you had like a dark revelation. <laughs> no, like, no, Kirby. I didn't. I didn't have any. Kirby I was just hides there's that. Around. There's that. Like one. There's like. Uh, there's like a like a couple of a couple of interviews uh, where Sakurai talks about it. Um, I don't really remember the things that I learned about it. I I know that it it sold five million copies on uh, the Game Boy. 
Which makes what? sense. It, co- it sold 5 million copies. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, um, I think it's because... Wasn't it, wasn't it a pack-in? I think? I Maybe for some of that. I'm not sure. It would yeah. make sense if they did that. Um, I think that a lot of why it's so good is that when you walk into a wall, Kirby, like, bumps into it, and he, he just kind of... And when he lands, he gets a little squashed. I think that squash and stretch... And the little star coming out, that uh, that's what put it on the top for number one platformer spot because it feels so more uh, kind of interactive and uh, than than other platformers on the, the Game Boy. Yes, it. I, I Kirby um, abides by the. Uh... Uh, make a sandbag look like it has character animation principles. Mm, yeah, that is true. Um, uh, where he just kind of it does all sorts of weird, goofy stuff and has a lot of personality despite just being like a little circle with arms and legs. Um, I like it. I like the Kirby. I think my favourite Kirby power-up, and I know you didn't said you didn't like Kirby as an orb, but I think this is the best instance of him, is in like um, Kirby's Adventure for the NES, uh, when you can get the, the bouncing ball one, yeah, you like bounce the ball. around, that's good fun. Like, he's got such a good, a, a good fast-paced movement to him, and you can bounce all around like a pinball. I like any game where I get to be a ball. <laughs> I, that, that is basically <laughs> what, like, I'm saying, what I'm saying. Is I like yeah. any game where you can be a ball. I uh, love... Yep. I, thought... not, I was going to say Monkey Ball again. That's really <laughs> the only game that comes to mind. Marble Madness, Marble Mania... I love I love a good ball. Give me a video ball. ball. I'll be happy all day. Um, I liked yeah. the Actually, extra no game. Actually, no video games, please. Just give me a big round ball. To play with <laughs> play it with it myself. Yeah. Um, I like the the kind of extra game hard mode in Kirby's Dreamland. I never, I guess, I'd never really played it before, so it was interesting to um, to have that experience and have the extra game. I am a big fan of of a uh, of you know give. Give the player an ending early after they've seen all the good stuff, and then I can throw some more, some more rougher and more weird stuff at them after that. The new uh, mm. Mario's, I think, are doing that pretty well. Oh, like like uh, here's the here's some rough stuff challenge courses for you to do after you beat the game, kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's also nice because like if a kid, for like kids who are playing to get to to have an ending <laughs> if they're not expected to be able to complete all the rest of the challenges i i i it's hard to think of a game that i beat as a child <laughs> honestly mm. i feel like games were designed in such a different way um from from how they are most of the time now uh, for sure well, there were where... rules where they would intentionally to discourage uh, rentals, they would intentionally have extremely difficult level threes so that you uh, couldn't that beat right? them. That's something that's that is true that's... of uh, the Lion King SNES. Wow. So they, they literally, in their design, they put a blockade at level three. So Yeah, there's a, there's a kind of... <laughs> there's a level with all these monkeys hanging from trees and you can hit them to like change the direction that they're facing and... Uh, you jump into them and then they throw you around like you know cannons or something, 
Um, and there was just like a really difficult monkey throwing puzzle level for level three. It's fucking mean. <laughs> yeah, well, That's yeah. really mean of Disney. <laughs> It wasn't, it, yeah, it wasn't the designer's choice, I'm sure. I think maybe somewhere down the line, uh, 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 developers have figured out that uh, a lot of the time what consumers want is, is a good experience and, and not necessarily a long one or one that mm. needs to be padded out and drawn out. Um, and in the early days of, of playing video games, I feel like that was much... Uh, like, it came coming from coin-op arcades and, and stuff yeah. like that. It's very much changed uh, from one thing to another. Kind of a completely different experience. I'm glad about that. I like to uh, be able to, to play games and not get really mad at them. <laughs> um, as a, but as a kid, you have a lot more patience. You can just kind of sit there with a game and play it and play it. As long as you're not renting it, um, and making fucking level three hard as shit for no reason <laughs> to discourage a bunch of kids from playing a game. Um, I play. It's getting hot in here, folks. <laughs> it's really hot. I have to turn my toasting. fan off. I'm toasting up, but it's good. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm feeling <laughs> just it. really I'm feeling the heat. Really get melty with it. I'm gonna get some angry gamer energy. <laughs> Um, I played uh, Super Mario Two USA with the with all the characters because I hadn't played it through yet, and I was just just like, oh, I can use the uh, the the rewind on the Switch to to do it, and it was cool. There were lots of le- there were lots of levels. There was lots of different stuff to do. I feel all like right. it's kind of it's kind it feels like the levels are more modern, like it. It felt like it had levels, I think because you're, like, going through doors and then you're, like, put into a new, like, small... You're put into lots of kind of small level sections. It kind of felt like um, these new 3D Marios where you jump in those little cubes and they take you to a new little island bit to to jump around on. I feel like it had a little bit more, um... Trying to go for a bit of uh, persistence in um, from level to level. Like, you you directly transition from one place to another. I remember there's that part where you get in the rocket ship and, like, go up yeah. to, like, space or whatever the fuck. Um, which is an, a neat concept for a, a platformer game. It feels like there's not a lot of that going on. Except for um, in Mario 1 when you see the big castle at the end of eighth, like uh, any third level of a mm. world. And that's really the only case of persistence in, in platformer games. Um, it's neat. And I like that as a cute little ending. I like that there's a weird frog boss. Yeah. Uh, that hates vegetables. So it's a the it's a cool weird time. Yeah. Yeah, the in, bosses were um, fun in that. There's a I haven't played much of it, but there's a Super Mario Bros. Two randomizer where you can have different characters and skins, and I made. Uh, Homer Simpson. So if you want to play Super Mario Bros. 2 as Homer Simpson, that's available to you. And I've nearly finished Bart. Bart. uh, Let me repeat that. For anyone who wasn't hearing, anyone who might not have been paying attention to the podcast right now and just listened back in, Kevin's almost finished off Bart. Almost finished Bart. Um, When you're small, you're Bart. When you're big, you're Bart on a skateboard. 
That's actually good stuff. I like that a lot. A little bit of an adventure island kind of thing mm. going on there. I think in theory, like uh, you would be able to make it so that when he's on the skateboard, he's like a little slippery, but the the person in charge would have to do that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if it's worth the time. Maybe you could make him Luigi and just make the leg flutter him fucking kick flipping in the air or something. Yeah, he's got a... He, I did give him a uh, a sweet skateboard jump. Very you have sick, the skateboard. Kevin. I like that. Um, this. Oh, sorry, Beep. I just got a notification on my phone. Um, what were we talking about? Mario Two. Mario Two this and Homer and Bart. Homer Simpson. And platformers. Platformers, good stuff. Is that really all you? Is that all you've been jamming for now, Kevin Stott? I'll oh. Oh, oh. Uh, I got you, for Christmas, I got you a video game, I remember that. Oh, this is, um, we should, yeah, we should talk about this. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, I think, what's it called, Inscription? Yes, Inscription. I played it, and I enjoyed it, and, and I said, that seems like a thing that Kevin Stott would like, and I got it for you, and said, Merry Christmas, Kevin Stott. And I got um, it, and then I played it. And then he played it. Did you finish? Have you beaten it? Where are you at? I now? haven't beaten it. I'm still in Retro World. I think I got... I think I beat spoilers everyone the... obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I think I beat everyone in the or I was very close to. I feel like um you got to you got to Robo World. Oh um, no, yeah, maybe... you're right. You're right. I did get to yeah. Robo World. Maybe the very start of Robo yeah. World. Yeah. That's right. Um You'll have, uh, I think if you did fine in the retro world, you will do totally fine in the robo world. Uh, I think the only time I had real trouble with the game was in, in the first act, figuring out like how important totems are and that kind of thing. Yeah, it can be pretty um, brutal at the start. Yeah, it's, it starts getting smooth sailing after that, I feel like. Alright, um, let's uh, give it a little you love, overview. I know you love a good robot. I do love sure. a good robot story. So it's um, it's a I guess it's a deck it's a deck building game as is yes. the uh the the genre of the day, um, <laughs> but it's spooky. <laughs> um, yeah, it's presented is in kind of a, like a, it's like a horror aesthetic really. Um, you're in like a spooky a spooky cabin and there's a sp- Spooky man that you're playing Hello. the card game against. Uh-oh. Uh, and he's he's all he's also he's kind of like a game master for you, and he's like kind of a de- demon devil, and you've got to play his game, and he yeah. like puts on different masks and pretends to be um, people, and you, uh, you you can. The I think the thing that was most interesting to me about it as a deck building game was the instances in which it was f- very flexible about manipulating uh, different cards' stats, making them stronger yes. and stuff like that, or indeed uh, making entirely new cards out of the stats of other cards. It, it's very, uh, very flexible with you and lets you pull off some stuff that I feel like a lot of uh, deck-building games would... Uh, be polished enough to not let you pull off, but I feel like that's less interesting and a lot less fun. Yeah, there are some. This card that can deal fucking twelve damage and kill everyone. 
and it's a it's a mantis, so it does twelve damage fucking three <laughs> times. Wow. It's great. I uh, remember an early game where I got um a squirrel totem that gave me items. So normally you've got like you've got a max of three items and you can get you can refill them maybe once per map. Um but this time Every time I play a squirrel, which is like a, just a resource card, yeah. um, I, I just get an extra item. So I'm just using items all the time. Except some of the items are really, are really presented in a pull really it, grim way. They're going to be pulling out a lot of teeth. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be totally out of teeth. Oh, they, the, yeah. the game is, um, uh, the score is tracked by a pair of scales that uh, teeth get put on them, uh, and. You can get a pair of pliers Ooh. as an item, um, but you have to uh, pull out one of your teeth. Uh, yeah. And you can also cut out your eye and put it on the scales for a big bonus, but then you can't see the rightmost card. That's good. I like the part where it's it's also worth mentioning. There is the card game that is presented in a physical space in the game. It's on the table, um, and you can uh, move in the world you can get up off your chair and kind of move around a bit like a, a like turn uh turn-based dungeon crawler kind of first person game um where you're presented with some sort of light uh, escape room style puzzles um that you can mess around with and it's fun that uh it can pay off in ways in the game like uh there's like a little picture frame that if you uh, showed you a layout of different cards that you could have on your table, and if you present that on the board, then you'll get like a little extra thing that can help you. Um, like if you're uh, choosing from different cards on a certain level of the map, you can choose to re-roll them with the clover or uh, get extra items or, or that kind of thing. Um, so it uh, rewards exploration in um, outside of the card game with... Uh, being better at the card, uh, getting things that help you there, which is very nice if you're not so good at the card game or you're still learning to, learning the ropes of it. Yeah, it's stuff. nice that they, um, you get some cool rewards from doing that, <coughs> and it's very, um, it's like meta as well. And then there's like a, even another meta layer of um, videos that you are shown of a guy who's. Uh, like a, a a YouTuber who's playing the game that you're playing. His, his name is Luke Carter, which is a great name for a, a, a card unboxing YouTuber. Yes, I, the, uh, lucky, so the, the, of the lucky the Carter, Luke Carter, Luke Carter. He's a. Uh, so the conceit of the game is that you're he's filming his screen and that you're playing as him, I guess, because um, you hear his voice come through a few times, which is pretty goofy, but it's it's fun. Um, and the, the fucking uh, ARG Marble Hornets videos are, are pretty silly <laughs> as well. I, I enjoyed that little... I didn't know that stuff was uh, in the trailers because uh, I, I had that game gifted to me for my birthday uh. and I, I didn't really know anything about it. So when that stuff was presented to me, I thought it was so cool and a, a ne- neat little twist. And I saw after I gifted it to you, it's like, oh man, they put that stuff in the, in the trailer there? That's the worst. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, I remember getting up to the part with the videos and uh, describing the genre of the game as FMV revival. <laughs> yes, that's good stuff. We need more. Uh, there, there is a, there's a. I feel like there's a an unnaturally healthy amount of FMV out right now. Yeah, there is. It's a hot. Yeah, it's it, a hot time for FMV. You know. Yeah. 
which means we need to capitalize on that big bad <laughs> if market. We, if we make it, if we make an FMV, we should make um a remake of that weird Australian like budget adventure game that I got from Questacon. God, I. We will need to do a playthrough of that one day. I, we do, I have to. I have to track it down. I have. To, it was a, such a bizarre game. I want to know every detail about what that is because <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Then we'll explore Virtual Springfield. Yeah, that's that's another classic game. Yeah, I had on, on my old DOS computer. I had a. Uh, uh, it's like animate your own Simpsons cartoon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really janky and shitty, but you could have all your characters in there and, and none of them talked and they could like, oh, look, uh, the aliens from The Simpsons, they've exploded and they've, they've turned into Mo. <laughs> that's, that's a little cartoon for you. Yeah, a, little, a little bit of a Simpsons what if. Yeah, it's a little Simpsons what if. What if in the couch room? What if Sideshow Bob, what if he walked to the left? <laughs> yeah, what if he started on the right and walked to the left? <laughs> walked to the left, and then to get this, he walked to the right again, and he walked off screen. That's <laughs> Where my did he go? Cartoon. Yeah. The Simpsons. That's my um, Simpsons cartoon. <laughs> that's, that's a, you know this modern Simpsons bullshit? Well, that's what I'd do. <laughs> I'm still making those cartoons on my old uh, Windows ME system these days. I, I filmed them from my camcorder and put them on YouTube. <laughs> that's my, that's my new. That's just what that's I my, do. Yeah, this is what I do. I don't do it to get famous. This is my sanctuary. That's where I, I go to fun. relax. Yeah. Uh, would you like to hear about what I've been getting up? What I've been fooling around with, Kevin? There's nothing I'd love more. Oh well, that's very sweet. Thank you. I. uh... Talked a bit about Night's Try. That's all right. I played. No, um... no I've changed my mind. <laughs> all right. Well, fuck it then, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, one... no. It's you okay. I changed... Every week, every fucking week with this shit. <laughs> I changed Always my mind. I changed out. my it's mind like, back. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I uh, just earlier today I was playing uh, the uh, what's that game? Power Washer Simulator on Steam. Hmm. That's good fun. I was playing it with a Jai. Uh, they just added a, a kind of multiplayer e mode to it, and it's it's relaxing. It's a good game to to play while you talk to someone. Just what washing do you things wash? Down, the sound a driveway. You what? We we uh, yeah. You start off washing a van, mm-hmm. and then you wash a backyard, and then you wash a playground, and then you wash a bike, and you get money for washing stuff, and you can get. Uh, like special cleaners for stone materials and wood materials, and you can make them. You can get that mud off there real nice. <laughs> you should be. A, just, uh, you should wash a, a dude's face off, like uh, at the end of Indiana Jones, where it turns to a skull. Yeah, that that epic scene where Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, uh, grabs some isopropyl alcohol and rubs a man's face off with it. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, that's that's good fun. It's it's just a relaxing time. I've also been playing. I just uh, bought that Lost in Random game that EA put out. Uh, have you heard of this one? No, I've not. It's all right. It's a it's it's got a. Uh, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, it's, it's a Tim Burton presentation." You're like a, a like a doll like girl, and you got a little dice friend, and you do rogue like deck building stuff, which is the thing of the day. Um, and uh, I, I feel like it's got a bit more of a double fine slash mm. Henry Selick uh, 
vibe to it, which I know is a, a silly distinction, but I, I don't like Tim Burton as much as Henry Selleck. <laughs> Because uh, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. But I think it's quite good. Uh, it's got writing by... Uh, the writing is very funny. It's by Ryan North, who uh, is known for those dinosaur comics on the internet that, that were, were funny back in the day. Everyone laughed at the web comics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the... Uh, uh, I, I've chuckled a good bit at the game. But it's got... It uh, suffers a bit from... Uh, the writer was very disconnected from the development team disease uh-huh. where it feels like it kind of, you know, I, I, they gave him the concept for the game um, or they contracted it to him and then he wrote out a big script and then they did it. Because uh, it feels like that uh, you know, a lot of the lines have been changed. The subtitles are different from stuff dudes say. Mm. Um, and it also, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's just got that... Uh, feeling about it where there's a little bit of a disconnect where the game is happening at me and then a lot of text and story is happening at me and there's kind of a disconnect there and a a lack of uh smooth pacing that i feel like it's hard to do it well i know especially with like is there like voice acting stuff voice acting too is very difficult and and they take some they do some things that I actually don't mind. Like, uh, when... Because <clears throat> they have a lot of dialogue trees where you can choose stuff. And none of it really matters. It's all for flavor. But there's some funny stuff that you can choose from. Um, and uh, the in these dialogue things, the uh, main character... You're a girl named Even who's looking for your sister named Odd. Because uh, uh, the, uh, the story is kind of a, a, a hierarchy class story. Um, mm where each side of a six-sided dice is a town. Uh, one or, Onesville is, like, the town where all the, all the like, uh, people without money and no luck go. Mm. Uh, sixers are the people who roll a six and are the luckiest and get the best treatment. And in between that is uh, your, your sister rolls a six and gets captured by the big evil queen because you're a one and you have to travel through all the towns in, in dice land to go find her. Um, and in there, there's a lot of different uh, character that all these towns have, which I, I really like. Um, in two town, people have two sides to all of them, so uh, they have to roll every day for if they're going to be real happy or real depressed. <laughs> um, free town, there's like a, fr- a free way civil war happening between siblings. Uh, and that, that's about where I am right now. So who knows what four and, and five bills are going to be like. Um, uh the combat is is a good uh, kind of uh, action alternative to, to sort of the deck, deck building stuff you've been seeing, like Slay the Spire, uh, where you're kind of uh, rolling your dice and, and whatever you roll on your dice is the amount of points you can use from this deck that you have. A little bit mm. of a Chains of Memories kind of thing going on. A little bit there, which mm. if, if you're into that, it's, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm probably about halfway through that game and I'm enjoying it. And... Uh, there are some standout little bits of flavor that have uh, really tickled me, and it's hard for a game to to make me laugh. I feel like there was one bit where uh, in Two Town <coughs> there was these two siblings. There were these like jolly little elves, and you, you go down and talk to them. And it's like, hello, we're uh, Nimble and Fimble. We we share everything. We uh, like and uh, like we finish each other's sentences. We uh, share each other's food. We share each other's husbands, and then the other one's like, "What? We we, we, we share husbands? What are you talking about?" 
what 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 was this <laughs> it's really it's really good stuff that's some 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 good comedy going on in that game and i like it it's just i can't get past that feeling that it, there is a little bit of a a, a a gap there between the game happening at me and the story happening at me but i but i'm, I'm gonna see it through and i'm very much enjoying it so that's lost in random um, How does it work going into combat? You just like talk to a dude and he's like, time to fight. Well, you're not meant to be where you are most of the time. You uh, sort of escape from Wonsville. So there's all these kind of... I can hear the trailer playing. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's all these kind of... The music is great, by the way. It's all very like jaunty, mm. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, spookiness going on, but a little bit jaunty and fun. Um, uh, I'm so, a yeah, six you, you just sure. get You get... You get seen by guards, and then they kind of come at you, and then you're in combat doing a thing. Um, Yeah, good time. I think if you see it on sale, you should should grab it and check it out, because it's got my brain percolating with lots of fun ideas. It's some fun world building. Um, I'll run through a couple other things real quick. Great Ace Attorney. I'm on case three of the first game. That game's a fucking masterclass. I can't believe it. It's it's everything. I uh, Shu Takumi is real good at what he does. He's there's so much going on from the third case, and I thought it was gonna be like um in Phoenix Wright. It's a very strict sort of formula of like, all right, you're gonna do some investigating, and then you're gonna do the trial. Um, but here you jump into the third case from a second case that already made you like jump right in. Oh, a murder's mm. happening on a boat and you have to so- solve it. Now you're on the third case. You're in Britain. You're like, I want to be an attorney. And then the great prosecutor guy is like, all right, there's a guy who is on trial right now. And if you don't defend him, uh, he will be executed. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go and deal with that right now. And you're just in it. And there's a, a bunch of jurors that you have to persuade to your side of the case to Mm. not believe that uh, the dude did it. And there's just a whole lot of minutiae and a whole lot of little moving parts moving around, which is always the best part of Ace Attorney. Um, uh, But it never gets lost in it. You never get confused as to what's going on. You always feel like you've got the plot down and you know sort of where it's headed or at least you can think about it for a bit and then go oh shit that's where it's headed and and then mm. follow along with it and figure out the puzzles there it's it's incredible i love it i, I love that those there ace attorney games i think they're all great um it's exciting do you know if you um wrote the um the edgeworth ones he did not i see um i i believe a uh, a protege of his did the Edgeworth ones. I think. I think maybe. Don't quote me on this. I think that dude went on to do, like Ace Attorney four uh, and five, Spirit of Justice and that stuff on the 3DS. So th- those are all that dude's work, and those are great games too. Those are really good. Um, I still haven't played the Miles Edgeworth two, that got a fan translation a while mm. back. I really want to check that out too. Um, but yes, um, couple quick other things I'll rattle off. Uh, Battle in Wonderworld is a game I've been playing uh, with my girlfriend. Have you heard of this, Kevin? This this here Balan? All I kind of know about it is that uh, I guess it's a platformer and people seem yes. to be disappointed with it. Everyone disliked it. So, uh, uh, Square Enix president, old Japanese man, 
goes to the man who created Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and he says, this is your last shot. This is the game. You got to make a platformer game that is going to sell like hotcakes. If this doesn't work out, I'm, I won't talk about it, but if this doesn't work out, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> and then he released Balan Wonderworld to much acclaim, cl- <laughs> to much to clamoring hands out receiving them. Um, everyone dislikes it because it's very, it's it's a bit of an odd duck. <laughs> Bell and Wonderworld got a little bit of Sonic stuff going on. You've got a bit of a Chow Garden with these little bird guys. Um, you wear different outfits in these different worlds, kind of like a Kirby, kind of like a copy ability, if that piques your interest, um, to solve different puzzles in a 3D platformer kind of thing. Uh, the twist is it's a one-button game. So uh, and plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can use L and R to switch your costumes, but it's just move and jump. That's it. That's all you do. Or with different costumes, you can't jump. You can only attack with that one button or something else. You know, you can f- throw a thing with a different character. Or, yeah, or some characters auto attack. Like a, there's a tank that just sh- keeps shooting over and over so that you're able to jump with the button. It's an mm. odd duck. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, there was a, a book that was released alongside it that you can read. It's a tie-in with the game. Um, People haven't been reading the book. That must be what's wrong. I see. This is where they've all gone wrong. I've read it from cover to cover, and I love this game. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. I, I, I have a, a little ticklish spot in my heart for B-game character platformers, mm, and yeah. I think it is totally serviceable as that. I think the music's nice. I think it's got a lot of charm, and it's cute. And my girlfriend likes it too, so I'm I'm on board with Balan Wonderworld, even though everybody really seems to hate it. And then um, oh god, what is that guy's name? He made Let's Tap as well. Kevin Stott's Let's Tap. <laughs> um, Sonic Man. You, you back. I'm looking on my phone right now. Check this out, everybody. Check check out this quick lightning fast. My phone isn't responding. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog creator. Because after he released Balan Wonderland, uh. Yuji Naka! That's that fool's name. He released this game and then he got fired from Square Enix. <laughs> and everyone got laid off. Um, then Square Enix started working on NFTs. So, there you go. And thanks, Yuji Naka. And then Yuji Naka became a one-man game development studio where he learned how to program and then released <laughs> a rip-off of Freeze <laughs> on Android called Shot2048 that is like uh, if it's like Freeze and Skee-Ball hmm. and it, it kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 cute and it's just a little like alright I'm glad like he's just like alright he's like dusting himself off dusting off his chaps and being like I'm gonna learn to program we're going from day one <laughs> I'm I'm starting again. Here we go. I'm gonna make a, a game on the iPhone. It's really it's, um, I, I, admirable. I think a good, it, a good I think attitude. It is admirable. I do. I, I I I think that is a good attitude. I think for his first programming effort, Shot Twenty Forty Eight is a fine work. Um, and I can't wait to see what that guy does next. I don't know. I don't I don't know what Yushinaka is gonna do. He's had his fair share of failures throughout the game industry. He he's also the one who put out um. Rodea the Sky Soldier, 
on the Wii U. Never heard of it. So this is a story that I'll get into another time. But that was a game for the Wii that was delayed Uh and delayed, and uh, it eventually came out for the Wii U as a a different game, uh, outsourced from the publisher to a different developer, and the Wii U version was shit, but the physical version came with the Wii version uh. that Yuji Naka was working on for years and years. And then at the time of release, Yuji Naka put out a tweet that said, please play the Wii version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, you know, he's, he's got, he's, he's, Yuji Naka has taken his, his, his fair share of blows in the game industry, but just like tub thumping, he'll get back up every time. God I bless him. I feel like that we should have a show, there should be a TV show about, uh, Yuji Naka versus Miyamoto, and it's like um, it's like Cobra Kai. They've got two, the two kind of rivals, and they they gotta they gotta take shots back and forth at each other. Like a kind of an epic rap battles of history situation. (laughs) Yeah, sick. Um, and last thing, uh, Breakout Recharged came out, which are were those uh weird little Atari games that came out. Um, that were made for the Atari VCS console, which is a big hunk of garbage. <laughs> uh, it, it, it reminds me of like an Android box or something like yeah. that. But they made a bunch of original, like um, like uh, Missile Command and uh, gosh, what else? Asteroids and Breakout. It's it's just by this one dude who made a a few like classic arcade games, uh, like uh, or like classic inspired stuff, uh, like Ding Dong XL and a bunch of other shit on steam i guess atari licensed him to to do this stuff breakout is, is still breakout it's fun i like it and i am uh i'd like to say uh number one on uh, the breakout recharge leaderboards because i i'm one of six people who bought it so you know <laughs> you know you can <laughs> leave the compliments at the door you know, of an elite club <laughs> look Valentine's Day may have passed everybody, but you can still give me the cards, you know. <laughs> Breakout number one. Huh? Hey. Some good stuff. So that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I've been doing. Was this the I one where they were going where it was like games for <laughs> Um or was it in games television? I think that in television. There's there was some oh. new console that, that um they were trying to come back and <laughs> been I, making some I weird would, choices. You, I would say, if you said Atari or in television, you wouldn't be wrong. I would say that both <laughs> of both these doing are it. entirely adjacent to each other. Um, and television has uh, recently uh, put out that they are out of money again. <laughs> they require more money from consumers to be able to launch their uh, hardware, to be able to get it out the door. Meet Intellivision Amico, a new and unique video game system that's redefining entertainment with family and friends. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's it's redefining a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, Apparently, for every uh, every console they sell, uh, a console, I think it's about, like, 160 bucks, maybe 200 bucks US, uh... They have to give a hundred dollars of the profits to some fucking dude in India who financed it, <laughs> and they have they have no money to make any of these things. So they're just looking for for anywhere they can get. And I kind of don't want to talk about it because I'm scared I'm gonna get in trouble with them or something. I don't I don't want in television. <laughs> I don't come think knocking at my I don't door. think they have the power to um do that to us. 
I think that's freeing. I feel <laughs> empowered that we have Sky Pirate Studios has maybe more pushing power than in television. Like more <laughs> yeah, we're a rising we're more star. Stuck in our name. We are a rising star, right? So it looks like a kind of a, a kind of a a tray <laughs> where that right. has two, uh, like nineties mobile phones in it. Yeah, they they got and they I got guess like those are your controllers, like Atari look going on with like a like a like a dial on it or something, some shit like that. Yeah, it looks like it's got like a touch wheel on it, uh, and they Don't have worry. little screens. I mean, I understand. I mean, did they not learn from the <laughs> Wii U? Oh, speaking I think of that, the we point should probably is... mention that before we go. I did want to talk about that. The, the, the selling point for it is um, that they want you to play with your friends um, and they're not going to have microtransactions and no bad language, uh, graphic violence, or sexual content. Count me out. I was <laughs> in until the end, but I need that sexual content. This is the, this is the game television. console you get if uh, you're, uh, you know, you go, you got like a religious family or something. <laughs> I'd, like, see, that that's what, like, I feel like this is the game console your grandma gets, but I feel like most people's grandmas aren't alive anymore to get them this. No, so I don't know and they they... Would, there's no way they would ever hear of it or see it in the shop. <laughs> no, because that consumer culture doesn't exist anymore. Television, out the fucking window, mm. who's watching that? There's no ads. You can't, like, show, like, people... Like, just Tommy Tallarico, who is, like, a big composer music dude, he's been in the industry for ages... Um, uh, he's the head of this Intellivision stuff right now. He's the the mouthpiece going on here. Um, and he was just like going on on Twitter about check it, like as all this controversy was going on about how they don't have any fucking money. It was like, hey, check out this new ad we filmed. It shows like families hanging out. <laughs> Who the fuck's gonna watch your ad? Who's gonna like like sit down and tell oh shit the Intellivision? What is this? It's like how much. Stock is in your name, Tommy Tallarico. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the old Intellivision, and it looks like how it worked was your cartridge goes into your controller, um, and the cartridge has a sticker on it that is going to point to the buttons on the controller and tell you what they do. Oh, it's got like an overlay. Yeah, it's kind of an overlay technology. Um, and now they've replaced the overlay space with a, a little screen. Oh, that's. Uh... They kept the dial. Everyone's these days. Everybody's controlling games with dials. Who doesn't love a good dial? Put put like a big massive fucking rollerball on there so you can yeah. play. A golf game or put something. A, put a crank on it, like the uh, the play date. Oh, fucking. I wonder how that's doing. I wonder if they've accrued uh, millions of dollars of debt. <laughs> I don't I think so. Right. I think they know what they're doing. I think they got they good games. They seem like they've, they've got a good games. They've got, yeah, they got a bunch of good developers on that stuff. That's, that's, that seems like a nice story in the, uh, have your own, like, produce your own console world. But, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that stuff is even out yet. I, I didn't really look up on it. I, I did kind of want one, but I'm, I don't have a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, gotta find we'll one. We'll see one. We'll see one uh, eventually. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, 
I saw a, I looked into a virtual boy at a super potato in Japan. I think that's all I need. Yeah, I how much, how much do you reckon you can get a, um, a virtual boy for? Uh, I think I want to get a Game Boy and, uh, you know, if I make lots of money at this new job, I'm dangerously close to being a, uh, Game and Watch collector. Oh my goodness. Are you going to get those new, like, anachronistic Game and Watches that play Super Mario Brothers? No. Okay. Why'd you say that like you were, like, a quirky character in The Emperor's New Groove? Uh, no. <laughs> I've just got, you know, I'm just, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of my many skills. <laughs> it's one of my quirks, it's like a character actor. I'm yeah, that's gonna... what makes me such a great podcaster. What makes me human. <laughs> As speaking of podcasts, everyone, thank you for listening to our one. This one didn't have much of a format going on, but I, I just enjoyed chatting. We play it loose. Enjoyed chatting we with like everyone. to have we play a it chat. loose here. I like to shake it out a little bit. I did want to talk a little bit about um, the sadness. The, the 3DS and Wii U stores are going to be no more as of next year, March. Um, so I just wanted to mention that at the end here. We'll get a little bit Quick, of a get your, get your orders in. Get your orders in, everybody. Please buy it's Batman, a good, it's a Arkham good thing Crazy that, Edition. Uh, it's a good thing Wii U. that there's no... It's a good thing there's no alternative ways to get those games. I'll just leave it well, at that. Yeah, that's true. I, in in the case of the the Wii U, it's so weird because I I feel like there might not be a way to get the full package of a lot of those games anymore in terms of the second screen experience. And I feel like I've I've got this like feeling deep in my belly where I feel that the Wii U is my it might be my favorite Nintendo console because I I think it's such a neat idea. Just, like, on the basis of... I thought they executed it pretty well. I like the controller, and I like the idea of having it down... The, the screen down the bottom, as well as looking at it on the top, as well. And I think the experiences they were making for that, and that they could have made for that thing, were, were really neat. And I liked them a lot, and I liked the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, it is, it is disappointing that it never got a chance to soar in the same way that the Wii did given that um, I think it probably would have given us more interesting gameplay um, instead of, you know, kind of packed-on motion controls that still live on. Almost a certainty that would have been the case. Um, At least from a first-party perspective, maybe it was never viable from a third-party perspective, given Mm. that the the technology in the thing was so cruddy from so many reports. but oh, I have a soft spot for that crazy thing. I think wouldn't have, it would have been so. I I know capitalism can't can't allow for any of this. But just Nintendo should have just been like, all right, everyone who has a Wii U, hey, they turn on your Wii U at midnight. We got a secret, and it's like <laughs> the it's they there's like all right, we're releasing all the Nintendo first party games. Everyone who's got a Wii U. Thanks for buying a Wii U. You guys are the real G's. You fucking get everything. We're leaving the Miiverse. This is a fucking free state from now on. Yeah, it's, anything, it's, we're handing anything the keys goes, over. We're handing the keys over to you. Much like how Toontown Online became <laughs> Toontown Online rewritten, we will usher in the new generation for the Wii U, and it will become its own contained 
community where people will play games from 2016 or before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, there's that new... They announced a new Wii Sports, but there's no... Uh, no Miis. R.I.P. Miis. Bullshit. But the, the Nintendo Switch has Miis in it, and it. You can make a little me. That's weird. What, what did they replace them with? Fucking Just like Mario? generic looking, you know, like the Xbox 360 version of Miis. <laughs> oh, boy. Awesome. <laughs> boy, oh. what we all wanted. I love those little guys. All right, I I think I'm gonna leave it there. But I just want let's I'll play I'll put a little little bagpipe music over this last part, a little silent farewell for the 3ds and the the Wii U. May God rest your souls. Thank mate. you, thank you Wii U. Thank um, you for all the good times. Thank, thank you, you for uh, um, allowing when you're playing Mario Chase, uh, allowing the other players. Uh, to see uh, a a close up of your face from the controller camera <laughs> it's good. It's as good as stuff. Uh, you panic and scramble away from them, yeah, pulling some excellent little faces. There. Yeah, I think that is um, probably the highlight of the of the whole system for me. I I have very fond memories of playing Nintendo Land in that little timeshare we were mm. all in, um, and playing that Luigi's Mansion game. Where I believe you were a ghost, and uh, I was I was really panicking about how you and, and the way I would convey to my team members that you were around is like, all right, he's here he's somewhere. He's here. And then as soon as you my controller stopped rumbling, I just say, gone, <laughs> gone, he's gone. Yeah, that <laughs> like was I, a really I, good I, one. I love games where you can yeah you have to create it's almost like a space team kind of thing. You have to create your own language amongst your your cohorts there. Um, it, it was a good time. The Wii U was was and and will always be a fun time. And that's where I leave it. I agree. Thank you, Wii U. Thank you, 3DS. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Sky Pirate Radio episode. Whatever episode it is, you'll find out. Just look at <laughs> yeah. the title. I don't know. It's in I don't there. Know. It's not it's our in job. There. Yeah, we're just like we're just MBs, right? We're megabytes. We're <laughs> we just, can't do anything about it. We're, we're just a du- we're we're zeros data. and we're ones, st- baby. We're stuck in here, buddy. You have to do the work. Let your fingers do the walking. Thanks for thanks for listening. We love you all. Uh, thanks. Um, we're, look, the look, podcast is here. Uh, podcast like, we is like here to record a podcast for you. Yeah, we'd like to keep recording it, and uh, I'll do some like, some little plugging at the outro at Sky Pirate Radio. If you want to ever follow us, see what we're doing, get in touch, we have a Patreon as well. Uh, you can find that on the Twitter. Uh, and we have an email address if you want to get in there. Questions at skypiratestudios.com. Yeah, send anyway, us questions. Get- the dream the dream for me would be for for lots of questions and to talk about the... Well, I guess we better get some games out. Maybe some people have some more questions then. Uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have games. We'll have questions about them. And we'll have questions about... I want question questions about Muppets. I want questions about Jim Henson. Yes. Uh, I want questions... I know this, is, uh, this isn't this is traditional. You know, usually the hosts don't ask for the type of questions that they want. But uh, I, I would like a lot of questions about... Um, I would like a lot of questions about, uh, about um, the great Muppet caper. So, <laughs> so if you've got Goodbye, any... everybody. Yeah, if you got any, if you got any of those scorching in your brain, in your brain box, just kind of let it out there. I, 
I know all the names of all of uh, Electric Mayhem, so just ask if you if you don't have an idea, you can just ask that, and um, I'll just recite right, those well, names. You've, you've been look, you've talked, you've been talking about that all week, mate. It's it's time to let it go. It's enough about you and the electric. You've been oh, I know all the names of the Electric Mayhem. All <laughs> bloody bragging Mayhem. all day long at the office <laughs> at the water cooler. Just, just like no one's even talking to you, and you're Here fucking he goes rattling again. off their names. Do- uh, Dr. Chief, oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> and of course, God. Animal. Everyone knows Animal. <laughs> Everyone knows who Animal is. No one cares who the bloody lady is. It's face. my, it's my party trick. <laughs> it's a one trick, yeah. one trick in my, it's one card up my sleeve. God damn it! Don't take this it's away all from I've, me. It's my only tool to gain social capital. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>